0: Hello, welcome, welcome everyone. Welcome to Wednesday movies. Oh my gosh, we're ready to to spring into an expanded state of mind tonight and um yeah, we've had we had a lot of prayer going on into this movie. There was the voting and then there's been praying. it's Pete's birthday <laughs> uh, it's there's all kinds of Factors coming in here as we're trying to uh, really get taken deeply into a deep, deep spiritual experience. One that will stay with us and will transcend. So, yeah, I'm excited about the movie tonight because um, we are going to use a classic relationship movie to attempts to dismantle uh specialness and dismantle uh ego beliefs and so this one this one fits like a hand in glove with the Course in Miracles since the Course in Miracles is a pathway to God using relationships to take you to the holy instant and then take you back to heaven. Uh this movie is is one of our classics, and sometimes um, you may have heard me even refer to this as a masterpiece. This, this movie is actually a masterpiece. I mean, if I just did a setup and I didn't do one little bit of commentary during the movie, the movie is so well made. Uh, it's such a spectacular movie, it's such a masterpiece, it's a metaphysical masterpiece that that I think just by watching the movie, it takes your mind into a different state. You know, you feel, I know when I watched it, I just felt lifted up and, and just expanded. Just kind of like, at the final scene, just like, oh wow! What a journey to go in a movie and to be taken so directly into an expanded state of mind using relationships, and then expanding beyond you know, the, the good good guys against the bad guys, or the the fairy tale ending, or the, you know, a lot of the formulas that typically relationship movies have. They're very much formula movies, but not this one. This one breaks the mold. I think, I think we'd have to call this a quantum relationship movie, because it actually is taking your mind toward this, the more the natural, expanded state of awareness where Jesus is calling you, uh, naturally. And I've shown many, many hundreds, thousands of movies, but I actually got to meet the filmmaker, I got to meet the maker of this film. Uh, he he wanted to meet me, and my friend Sarah Pilkinton, Pilkington knew I was out kind of living in his doing some gatherings in his neighborhood, so I got to meet him. And um, he also did the movie Ghosts with Demi Moore, you might have seen. Uh, that was a very, very good movie. But but this movie is called Time Traveler's Wife. and, <laughs> and This movie, uh, I, I was just telling the group here that uh, I I was out one time years ago and, and getting some, I think in, in Salt Lake City, getting some uh, furniture for our campus center. And at the end, they had a special where, depending on how much furniture you bought, you, could, you got a, a DVD movie per so many, many hundreds of dollars or whatever. Uh, and so at the end, the guy looked at me and he said, okay, you have a, your choice of 20 uh, 20 DVD movies, and so I said, "Great!" And I went over and looked at all the stacks, and I picked 20 copies of Time Traveler's Wife. And just a look on the salesman's face, like, "What the hell are you going to do with 20 copies of the same movie?" <laughs> and I said, "It's a good movie." I said, "I'll go out. I'll give it to my friends," <laughs> you know help him save a little time and space. I didn't quite say that to him, you know, you only go so far in furniture stores. But uh, but to me I felt really good because because there's so many relationship movies, but there's there's not really that many that are so well made that, that you start to get more of an essence of the love that's beyond the body. And most Actually, most movies are, can be very romantic, but it's more, it's more of a, as Jesus would say, a specialist movie where it's more the, the love, the romance and everything is very, very tied into the body and very, very tied into time. I mean, you know, who really, uh, who is invested in the body wants to know about the holy instant? They, they, they don't. It's like the the light of heaven is so covered by what Jesus spends uh, nine chapters talking about special relationships that, that when the separations from God seem to occur, when the fall of grace seemed to occur, the Holy Spirit was given as the immediate answer to the separation. So the Holy Spirit was it's not like a complex uh, fall from grace and how are we going to get back. The Holy Spirit was given as the immediate answer when the Son of God believed that there could be a separation from God or a separation from Source. So the Holy Spirit was the immediate answer to the separation. And then the ego answered, it's almost like a card game. Whoa, you're playing the, you're playing the atonement card. Oh, so then the ego came up with the special relationship card. And so basically what we consider special relationships, or we could even call it, like Jesus does, the special love relationship in terms of time and space, is the ego's answer to the atonement. The ego had to come up with something that was so attractive, such an attractive illusion, that the mind would, would get so caught up with it and would never come back to the atonement. It would be so lost. And it would so hope in this crazy, harsh, dog-eat-dog kind of wild, chaotic world that it had to come up with something, some kind of shining jewel, something, something attractive. You know, it's like it's Jesus talks about. It, it's like a ruby. Uh, it's really blood, but the ego makes it into a ruby. And the special love relationship is really tears. It's really fraught with tears, but these tears it makes to glisten like diamonds. So when Jesus starts using words like ruby, and diamonds, he's showing how tears can be turned to diamonds in the ego's world, and and blood can be turned to rubies. So what I like about this movie is, it's just it's a it's a love story it's truly a love story and you can it's you can feel the love as the movie goes on it's such a strong strong love story and yet the best part of it is it it goes quantum in the sense that it it moves the main character the 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 husband character through time and space so what it's really doing is it's starting to take the special love relationship and in chunks, it's kind of like taking little chunks and chunks of uh, time out of it. So, why is that important? Why would such a device of starting to, to use time travel as a way of taking, we'll call it like little segments of interruptions out of, a, out of an amazing love story, is because Time is under all special relationships. All special relationships are built on linear time. And whenever we talk about relationships in this world, you know, it's not only who's with who, you know, it's not only what's on the National Enquirer and all the the gossip magazine, who's with who, ooh, 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 You know, everyone's excited, ooh, ooh. Did they, are they, oh they got together, oh they're getting married, oh they broke up, you know, it's like big time news. Who's with who? But more than that, uh, longevity counts, you know. It, it's like if somebody said, oh yeah, I was married for how long? Um, five minutes. People would go, what's what that, some kind of joke? You mean you, you got divorced after five minutes? Yeah, we, we decided to divorce after five minutes. People would go, what a, what a joke. You know, you are not marriage material at all. You know, five minutes, it's like maybe 50 years. Now, that's something worth celebrating there. Gets you a a gold, uh, something gold to celebrate with that. But five minutes, you know, give you a plastic straw uh, for that one. You know, you had a little sip, uh, you had a little sip of marriage there for five minutes, and, and then that's it. Or imagine if somebody said, I was married for one second. That's actually more close to what Jesus is talking about in The Course in Miracles because that's the Holy Instant. That's basically all you can be married for because marriage is union and the Holy Instant is union and actually the Holy Instant doesn't have anything to do with time. So actually a one second marriage is a little closer to where Jesus is taking us with holy relationship and the real world and the the happy dream. You see how different that is because when people talk about relationships, one of the biggest questions they ask is how long have you been together? And the longer the better. Somehow you get brownie points. Maybe it doesn't care. Nobody cares if you've been fighting for 35 years and you're under the same roof and it's vicious, you know, just vicious, vicious, vicious. Finally you can go out and tell the neighbors, "Well, yeah, been married 35 years." Yeah, you know. As if you get some kind of brownie points or credit for time. Not, this movie's good because this movie is going in the other direction. It's basically showing us that, that what we would call these time traveler things, it's cool in this movie because the, the husband, it's involuntary. He cannot consciously choose when he's going to be leaving, uh, leaving the time script. Which is even better. If he was choosing, oh man, the wife would get... All hell would break loose when he came back. Like, damn, where, what, why, why at that moment, you know, on our wedding night? What the hell kind of husband, you know, talk about a, an absentee husband. You know, it's like, but see, he has no control. So he basically is having a lot of his expectations and her expectations undone through all of these um, time travel excursions. Is this good? Yes. I'll tell you, any time you start to realize that you have expectations that in your mind that are being lifted, that's a good thing. Any time you have expectations that are being washed away in your mind, that's a great thing. That's what forgiveness does because when you have expectations, they're coming from your unconscious mind and your beliefs. So if you're dealing with in a partnership or a marriage or a relationship and you have some intensity coming up and you feel like you're you're blocked or you're holding on to something, what what really is underneath it is the belief in linear time because what Jesus tells us in A Course in Miracles is that time and eternity cannot coexist. One is real and one is not. So if you bring time and eternity together, guess what, the, the time will disappear. Perfect love casts out fear. If you bring this dissociation, if you bring these two together, time and eternity, only ter- eternity remains. Only the light remains. The darkness will disappear. But The attempt to use the characters of time and space to come up with a substitute identity other than the Christ, to come up with a time, a linear time identity, an image in time, relationship in time. It's not just the body, but it's all the configurations of the body. And interpersonal relationships are configurations of time. They're a denial of eternity. You know, they're they're the belief that you can make your own identity, that you can be the author of reality. And so most movies obviously are not going at this topic. They, Most movies it's like, you know, if it's a relationship movie at the end, somebody will say, well, did you like it or not? Did it have a happy ending or a sad ending? Did the guy and the girl get together at the end or was... Did somebody die, or did somebody leave, or don't tell me, I'm not going to go watch another one of these abandonment movies, or another one of these die at the end of the movie, tear-jerkers, you know. It's like, because relationship movies often are based on the outcome. How did the movie end? This movie really doesn't go after that formula at all. This movie really goes at what is the essence of love? I have to say, if, if there was a theme for this movie, it is like, really, what is the essence of, of true love? And if you're a Course in Miracles student, that's exactly what you're asking. That's, that's actually what you're praying for when you wa- watch a movie. You're praying for Jesus to bring you into a deeper awareness of the essence of divine love. In fact, Jesus says, if you achieve the faintest glimmering of what love means today, you have advanced in distance beyond measure and in time beyond the count of years. I'll say it again, that's a good one from Jesus. (laughs) If you achieve the faintest glimmering of what love means, you have advanced in distance without measure and in time beyond the count of years. In other words, you've just taken a huge movement back towards God, just by starting to grasp what the meaning of love is. And I think that's what I love about this movie. That's, that's why I, I say it's a masterpiece, because I, I remember just sitting and watching it and just feeling, as the movie's going on, I just start to feel this love welling up in my heart, and then there's more love, and then more love, and then it just builds to a crescendo to the end of the movie, because, because true love would have to transcend sickness. True love would have to transcend death. True love would have to, to transcend time um, just by the nature of what love is, and and there's not that many movies where you can just sit and watch from beginning to end and feel like you've just been lifted out of time for a moment to get a taste of of what real love is about. You know, this is the kind of movie where, imagine you're, for example 2,000 years ago, you're Mary Magdalene and you're taking a walk in the garden over there where Jesus is buried and you're you know, the last thing you expect to see is Jesus. <laughs> Imagine the look on Mary Magdalene's face when Jesus was there. And then she goes, she has a brief encounter with him, and she just goes running off to the upper room to tell the apostles. Pounding on the wood door, just pounding on the wood door. And they're like all locked in there, you know, barricaded in there, because they're all frightened, and then there's, she's pounding on the door, and then, you know, when they finally let her in, you know, all she has is, says is one thing, I have seen him. And they all just look at her, like, with one eyebrow up, like, oh, women. You know, they, you can only imagine what the apostles, you know, they they actually, they didn't have a, they weren't so connected, I don't think, to Jesus, so that would have shocked, if she was surprised, they were (laughs) extra surprised. I have seen him. This is kind of a a movie toward the end, you know, where you start to get this feel of the love that's beyond the form and there's so much happiness and so much joy that love is not confined to the body. That love is not confined to these things we call interpersonal relationship that you know that's why everyone likes the Celine Dion song at the end of uh, Titanic. Why do people burst in tears of joy? I know that my heart goes on. Once more, you open the door and I'm here in your arms and I know that my heart goes on. My heart goes on. That's what everyone is yearning to experience. A love that goes on and on and on. A love that doesn't end. It doesn't end when the body dies. It, it, literally doesn't end. But to the human awareness, it seems like the, the love is so tied into the body that when a, a loved one dies, it seems to be this, it's grief. Most people will say you will grieve, and you may grieve for a long time, depending on on how much love you had, when actually it's more the grief is tied into the attachment to the body. And the true love is how willing are you to go into the spirit of what's real and true. Because the more you're able to go right into the spirit, you just feel this bursting love. You feel like, oh my gosh. Imagine how you would live your life if you felt this bursting love. You would, you would go forth with such joy, like tears in your eyes, tears of love in your eyes as you went forward to to speak to people, to share with people, to, to share about what's real, what's true. So, this is going to be another adventure. We, we watched that movie, I could only imagine, and there was a lot of emotions that came up. And then um, there was a lot of sharing that took place after that movie because it was so emotional. And this is one of those movies that I feel like it's going gonna, it's gonna to bring up some emotions to the surface. And that's a good thing. You don't want to keep things pushed down in your unconscious mind. You want things brought to the surface. So, are you ready? Are you ready for the adventure to be taken on a journey and lifted up? Because if you really let yourself go, if you let your mind really go with this one, it's, it's going to loosen your your beliefs in uh, linear time, and any movie that does that is, is a spectacular, because it's, it's very, very rare. So, I will possibly make some commentary during the movie, but um, yeah, I think we're just going to mostly roll the movie. I might make a few comments here and there, uh, because there's some interesting twists and turns, but um, yeah, enjoy it. Enjoy this one. To the fullest I know I will i I am filled with joy every single time I watch this movie it happens I, naturally for me I just I get taken and I get into a soaring experience with it because uh it I think it's just such it's so uh, such a good device for expanding your experience of, of divine love okay let's roll them from Camus. <laughs> Okay, let's pause it there. That's a good one.
1: <laughs>
0: okay, what a ride. So that last scene you start to see that there's like a premonition through the time travel of of death. That bloodied body that looks like it's been shot in the in the side. So you can see that what this movie really is, you can start to see all the expectations that are getting washed around a lot of things because of the comings and goings that are unpredictable. So each one of those little comings and goings in this movie is, is like an opportunity to look at the world anew because that's what is so thick with these time-space experiences we have is, is everyone who comes to Earth, everyone who believes they're in time and space is, is feeling like they're lacking love, looking to complete themselves, looking for experiences in time and space to bring a sense of, of happiness, of joy, of stability, of continuity. That's the one thing that the ego actually was not able to replicate is eternity. Uh, eternity is, is a natural state of mind, it's a state of heaven, it's the state of creation or nirvana. But the ego has, has projected out a world of time and space and it's using the special love relationship as a semblance of love. Or, as the Madonna song says, a substitute for love. Uh, You know, when the mind has amnesia and it forgets heaven, then it basically has pushed love out of awareness. So, it has such a complete amnesia that it doesn't really remember love. It doesn't remember the fullness, the, the vastness, the intensity, the expansiveness of love. And so it's it's looking for a sense of continuity in its relationships. It's looking for a sense of continuity in its perception and that's what's so good about this movie is, you know, Henry is moving in and out back and forth with time landing leaving when he doesn't even know that he'll be leaving, except this feeling that he gets, uh, arriving naked wherever he seems to come, searching for clothes, trying to operate in that aspect of the time-space continuum, you know, until in, in he can move on. To, so it's really kind of a jagged existence of moving between time-spaces. Also... You can see how sad his father is because his father really misses his wife, uh, Henry's mother. You know, it's, he, he's he's drinking. He he's not able to maintain his uh, his work in the orchestra. He he's very very sad. And so the father is saying, "Yeah, you've, you've seen your mother. You, you barely knew her, but you have said you've seen her." Why don't you prevent her from getting into that car? It's this sense, too, that in time and space, that things would be better if they were different. In this case of, of his father, you know, he, he's thinking my life would be so much more happy if I had my wife. But my wife was killed in a car crash, so he's he's using the alcohol. His son says, you know, you know that doesn't work, you know, sure it does. He, he's. He's now dependent on the alcohol to try to ease the pain of of separation, of missing, and so on and so forth. So, in this realm of time and space, it's like Shakespeare called it, much ado about nothing, but out of these strands and threads of nothingness, which is really what the projection of time and space is, the mind tries to weave together the best possible thing. It tries to weave together like a job and a career. It tries to weave together relationships. It has strained relationships, it seems, with parents, with siblings, with co-workers, with neighbors, even with partners. You can see, even though she's used to him coming and going and coming and going ever since she was six years old, and she has this deep desire to marry him that she's, when she's six years old, she's hoping that she marries uh, Henry when she grows up, you know, she's really, she's a little bit uh, jealous of whoever, he, he's saying he's married, he's happily married, but she's like waiting for him, I was hoping you were married to me, you know, there's expectations, there's a hope for finding love, finding love through relationships, finding stability, somehow in time and space but as the as the zen buddhist and the zen masters say you know they look at this world and what do they what's the word that comes to the mind of the the zen master impermanence you know they actually are doing their little sand mandalas and bringing rakes in after these fine painted sand mandalas like oh look at how intricate and all the colors you can make and and, ooh, look at this beautiful painting, where's the rake? They they take a rake over the top of the salmon just as a monk, to remind themselves of the impermanence. Like, don't try to find permanence in the impermanence. Don't try to find value in the colors and the intricate pictures. And yet, that's the human condition. The human condition is to try to find continuity and love, and to find a even to try to find um, stability in time and space. Now I've been working with the Course in Miracles for 30 years, so, you know, you might be interested to know the kind of emails, phone calls I get every week. Um, someone who's usually on our Wednesday gatherings from India, you know, her, she wrote me uh, the other day, I think yesterday or the day before, saying that, her, her son uh, is unconscious and she's crying over the body of her son in India um, who's unconscious. And just writing a long email to me like, how do I apply A Course of Miracles in this situation uh, when her, her son is in a coma? Uh, how does A Course of Miracles apply to this situation? Another one writes to me who's, whose husband has just gone, had a psychotic episode. And she, herself, has had to commit him into an institution. You know, David, I have to please let me talk to you, I need help now. You know, it's almost like she's feeling like she came to the brink of psychosis. And in going deeper into the mind, that's the great fear. The fear is of the light. The fear is of love. The fear is of letting go of something in the projected, impermanent world. Because why? Because the impermanent world has then become so familiar that if you believe this world is real, then you can't help but fear heaven. You can't help but think that the Holy Spirit is the grim reaper. Instead of the the, the correction, the one who's going to call you back to eternal life, uh, the Holy Spirit is feared. Why do people resist guidance? Why do people resist hearing the Holy Spirit? Is because There's a fear of where the Holy Spirit is leading. It's not the miracles that we're afraid of. It's revelation (laughs) that we're afraid of. It's the disappearance of the universe is where the fear is generated. It's the belief that I could lose something that's real and true and and important. And loving, you know, the belief that you could lose the ones you love. So this movie is, is absolutely fantastic because you can start to see that that she, through her visitations, we'll say, Claire's all her visitations, and through her experience now of marrying Henry, and then, yeah, she doesn't know for sure if she'll find Henry in the shower with the shower running. Uh, she doesn't know when she goes, and he's carrying the plates out for a nice candlelight dinner. If he'll be there for the candlelight dinner, even on the wedding night, you know she's. Talk about an inopportune time on the wedding night, right in the bed, and then boom! Talk about impermanence. Uh, you know, I'm sure the Buddhists would go, "Ooh, impermanence, impermanence." Yeah, they're they're not close to having a wife and a bedroom scene like that, but but still, they can recognize impermanence. They would go, "Ooh, impermanence, impermanence," and to the ego mind, it's like, "No, no, no." Not now, Kato. not now, Kato. You know, it's like there's, there's expectations that are set up in time and space that are supposed to bring fulfillment. Um, a mother likes to see their baby grow up. Um, uh, a husband and a wife like to, to know that they have a future together, uh, you know. That's basically, if you look at all the wedding vows throughout history, I'll love you until death do us part. You know, even built into the wedding vows is, I'll love you until death uh, takes us apart, until death takes one of us or both of us. You know, that's part of the wedding vows. Although, when I was in uh, Spain some years ago, I, I did a whole talk like this, one night and I didn't know that the Bride and the Groom were in my audience. So I'm giving one of my awakening talks with the Bride and the Groom in the audience and I'm supposed to marry them the next day but I hadn't met them yet. So I'm, I'm talking, sharing one of these enlightenment talks with the Bride and Groom. So the next day, the Bride's all dressed up, the Groom's all dressed up, I've got my little iPhone, I'm playing Amazing Grace and it's candlelight, it's dusk in Spain, it's all mystical. It's a beautiful Spanish wedding and I've got Amazing Grace playing and everyone's there and, and the bride and groom have adopted their wedding vows from my talk the night before. <laughs> I, I asked them, I said, do you have, have like things you want to say? Of course, they're there, Espanol, so I had to get the translation uh, from my translator friend who said they, they've chosen to tell each other, the bride and the groom, I love you now. That's what, after they heard my talk the night before, they, they chose that as their wedding vow, I love you now. That's actually the most practical wedding vow that you could ever give because, why? Now is all that you've got. That's an Eckhart Tolle wedding vow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh yeah, I didn't, couldn't come up with my wedding vows, but I read The Power of Now and I got this great idea, you know. Aura, isn't that it? Aura, Aura, yes. Now, because really, that's what the teaching, that's what Eckhart's teaching, that's what all the mystics and saints are teaching, that's what I'm teaching, is really right now is what you've got. That's, that's, that's all that's guaranteed. Believe me, with time and space, uh, don 't buy those promises of time because there 's built in expectations there 's a lot of false beliefs underneath those promises of time and admittedly, those are all the goals that we had all of our ego goals are time goals you know we may have goals about our interpersonal relationships we may have goals about our our career or we may have goals of of how long we want to live. Maybe we have a fantasy of growing, like I call it uh, an on golden pond fantasy, you know, of growing old with your soulmate. you're both in the swing together, and you're rocking in the wind, you both have the, the gray hair, the white hair, we'll say, and you've got um, you know, Bing Crosby or something playing on the on the radio and the boombox, you know, and you're just thinking, "Yeah, wow, it's good. It's life is good." Hey, Ma, we made it, you know. Hey, Paul, yeah, isn't it Bing Crosby good there? And we get to watch the ducks and the birds, and wow, we lived a good life together and everything. You know, the 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 mind is looking for impermanence, or it's actually looking for something that's continuous, but. But really it doesn't realize that it's it's trying to weave together that meaning out of time and space which weren't created by God. So it's trying to find satisfaction in time and space. And what, what do we learn from the great poet and sage Mick Jagger? Does anybody know? I can't, I can't get no Satisfaction. Because I tried, and I tried, and I tried, and I tried. He tried four times. (laughs) Most of us have done more than four. We have been trying, uh, maybe for many lifetimes, playing this karmic wheel thing out, you know, pretty sure the next time we're going to find satisfaction. That's that's why we, we do the incarnation thing. We're really pretty sure, you know, that, that we're going to find the satisfaction. Really, it's more that we can't, when we go beyond this world, people say, what is it? Is it angels? Is it, is it shiny light? Is it afterlife? No, it's until you forgive, until you accept the atonement, what you're dealing in, with in the so-called afterlife is guilt. That's, until you clear away the guilt, you get to play the game of reincarnation and try it again. You know, remember Carly Simon's song, and if you're willing to play the game, it will be coming around again. Dun dun, baby sneezes. Daddy, you know, it's it's just the same. You'll be, if you're willing to play the game of guilt, if you're willing to play the game of denial of god if you're willing to play the game of of avoiding forgiveness it will be coming around again it just keeps coming around and round and round and round and round but in this movie we're getting a little glimpse that because of all the time travel they're attempting a relationship a love relationship in which there's lots of interruptions And I think most of us would consider that an interruption if your partner, if your husband keeps disappearing sometimes for up to two weeks over Christmas and New Years, you know, you could see she was not really so happy. Did I miss Christmas? Yeah, And New Years. Like, you know, only the holidays, you know, you've you've been gone for two weeks. I've got to go to work. I, I wanted to talk to you for the last two weeks. You can see there's tensions there, but the tensions are all still coming from expectations. And the expectation of a husband and wife are are of being together. And yet this time-traveling device is giving them a chance to expand their faith, expand their trust, to really start to love and to connect and to expand and develop a a deeper connection that's not based on the appearances of time and space. Because, actually, that's why Jesus says you cannot judge your advances from your retreats. Because at times, when you're judging something's going terribly wrong, it really is just a huge opportunity to accept the miracle. To really go inside and start to see that you have everything and you are everything, and you've always had everything, and you've always been everything, that, that the truth is within you, it's within your mind, and that none of these images were ever going to be able to take the place of who you are as, as the Christ. So this, this movie, I, it's a really beautiful time at this point in the movie because um, you know, it was a, he had a, a bit of a psychic ability of foreshadowing when he was able to help her out with the, the lottery winning number five million dollars and, and her fantasy of having an art studio and a, a spacious place and she has a lot of the, the fantasies we'll find out that that it's very common you know, to be married, to ha- have a, a profession, be an art studio and to have a child and, and yet uh, we'll see that that all of these expectations are all built on one thing, and that's linear time. I mean it's like building your house, like Jesus talked about in the Bible, it's like building your house on the sand. If you build your house on the sand, we'll say the sands of time, uh, the rains can come, the floods can come, and that house can get washed away so easily. But, if you build your house on the rock, which Jesus is really referring to, the rock of faith, the rock of your connection with the Holy Spirit, the rock of your connection with what's real and true inside your mind, then that, that's a rock that is so solid, it can never be washed away. What does that mean? Except your connection with God is the one thing that you can never lose. When, when everything else seems to wash away, Or as Grace Slick says, when the world around us, let the world around us just fall apart. Baby, we can make it if we're heart to heart. Ah, yes! You like to see the Grace Slick coming through there with some truth. We need some truth. That's what we're looking for is some truth. We want the truth. We are not interested in lies. We are not interested in trying to find permanence and impermanence. We are not interested in building our our house our our lives our hopes our dreams on lies basically and linear time is is the lie uh, of that covers over the awareness of the Christ of pure oneness so so this is pretty good cuz it's like you know what this movie is i think for me it was like a big speed up it was like wow you know through through these characters and through this movie it's, it's like taking one of the most cherished fantasies uh, which is marriage and then it's like it's like using it as a teaching device to take us closer to eternity and really that's we can feel a lot of gratitude for that there's not that many movies that are like designed <laughs> by by the Spirit to help us so quickly zoom into what 's real and true it 's like uh, it 's an answer to truth it 's an answer to our call for for truth. show us the light, take us toward the light, take us away from wandering in time and space and searching in the dust for that which is is literally within us so that, that we've just seen a little premonition there you know here they are nice big house art studio married we got gomez and his wife over it's a it's a celebration it's a, having a sharing a meal together two couples sharing a meal together the fire is burning in the fireplace and then you in you know you go out there and you hear this noise and it's it's a a naked body that's been shot and is is laying on the floor. So all four of them are kind of in shock. Like what is this? You know, is this like a premonition of something? But it all plays together. In other words, they have been given a little premonition of what is to come. And sometimes that helps us to have those premonitions because it can it can take a little bit of the shock away if you get a little snippet of something, but for all of the main characters now, they're definitely looking at their feelings of death, uh, seeing a, a body, a, seeing him, seeing Henry laying naked on the floor, you know, shot, almost like shot with a shotgun or something, in the the side, and that is, that's a wake up call too. I think for all of us, if we came around in, into the room and we saw that, it would be like, wow, what's what is this for? What is the meaning of this? What what are my feelings toward this, you know? Because that's where we really start to see how invested are we in in the world? So let's let's roll them here. And see see where it goes. Remember it's a love story. Mm. <clears throat> Mm, wow. Wow, wow, wow. Interesting, interesting blend. Yeah, I couldn't but help think at the end of that movie. I, I just suddenly was thinking of uh, Lesson 158 that I went over recently in the, on the weekend. Time is a trick. A sleight of hand in which figures come and go if by, as if by magic. You know, that um, every time I watch the movie, there's something new that seems to come into mind. I also, as we were getting to the end of that movie, I was thinking of, um, has anybody read Gary Renard's books, Disappearance Through the Universe, Your Immortal Reality, The Past Lives, The Future Lives. Wow, we had... We had them all, and this was a mix of past lives and future lives, but not strung out over hundreds or thousands of years, but it was they were kind of fleshing at us all through the movie. Two Albas, you know, uh, an older Alba, a nine-year-old Alba, a, a five-year-old Alba. He was different ages, gray hair, younger, she says, I've never seen you over 40. It's almost like it was a kaleidoscope of, of aspects of lifetimes. And uh, some of you may have even gone to past life regression. Has anybody had any past life regressions? Gone? gone there you go, Julie. <laughs> That's cool, kind of cool. The thing about past lives and, and if you remember like uh, Nostradamus or psychics um, you know they can oftentimes they can read your future lives too or that was certainly in Gary Renard's books uh, The Future Lives as well. It, it gives a whole different broader perspective on this thing we call time and space because what makes everything seem so intense and so tragic is because of what seems to be the amnesia. It's like a double case of amnesia. <laughs> You've heard in science they have double blind experiments. Where you, have a, you have the first amnesia where you forget God in heaven. And then you have the second amnesia where you forget your past lives and your future lives. So basically... You're in a case of double amnesia where, basically, you're aware from this arbitrary thing called birth and then this arbitrary thing called death. And then, of course, most of us get so caught up in it that we forget a lot of our early memories, you know. So we're just, we're dealing with a very narrow band of time (laughs) here. The ego really doesn't want us to see a bigger picture. It doesn't want us to take a look at what seem to be our past lives and our future lives, because what? We can start to see the patterns underneath these so-called lifetimes. The patterns are what count, because the patterns are, are the inroads into our mind, into these ego beliefs that have generated time and space to trick us, to fool us, into believing we're time-bound. And the ego is very careful with its amnesia. It doesn't want us to start to get too big of a glimpse of things beyond what seems to be the body. You know, it doesn't want us, you know, necessarily looking into our future lives or our past, so-called past lives. I remember uh, my friend Resta, she's gonna be collaborating and helping out on this uh, Music Lover's Guide to Enlightenment. I just got the the message today. And uh, Rasta would come and listen to hundreds of hours of my talks uh, back in the late uh, 1990s, and she'd be walking through this nearby cemetery listening to many, many hours. And um, she had gone through so many past life regressions that you know, I'd come and talk with her, and she said, "I'm going to tell you about another past life regression." And you know, she was some pretty interesting, famous people, and and different ones. Ani Basant, you know, some people know the story of Krishnamurti. Ani Basant was the woman that that brought Krishnamurti to England. She was in another past life, clearly remembered it all. You know, she was uh, the woman who founded the Shakers. Some of you might have heard of the Shakers before all these uh, past lives and so she would sit there and she would recall all these past lives what she had been in this life and this life this life and then finally I'd say and and she'd say "Uh, what's the point what's the point of all these lifetimes I said yeah glad you asked Uh, (laughs) we need to talk about forgiveness There's a trick going on, it's a trick of time and it's a trick of lifetimes of playing this same illusory ego out over and over and over, somehow thinking the next time it'll, I'll get it right the next time, I'll get it right the next time. And so even when uh, Helen Shuckman who was a research psychologist and uh, Bill Thedford were who was also a research psychologist, you know, Jesus is working with these two to help you know, bring the Course into this realm so Helen can scribe it and Bill can type it out and everything. But Jesus spent a lot of time talking to these uh, research psychologists, telling them that they had had many lifetimes together. In fact, in one of the lifetimes, uh, Helen had actually killed Bill. That's one of those songs, one of those movies, Kill Bill. <laughs> A good one. And imagine Jesus going, yeah, you actually killed Bill <laughs> in one of the, you know, you were like a priestess and you didn't like what he was doing and so you just had him killed. And imagine if if all of us had had, had all those past lives uh, given to us. Uh, not only our past lives, lots of them, but here's your patterns. <laughs> you keep... You keep marrying alcoholics. You keep <laughs> doing. You keep repeating these same patterns over and over and over. If that was laid out, you can only imagine how helpful. That's kind of what. There's a lot of uh, astrology. There's a lot of a lot of uh, things, and there's a lot of systems in this world that can help you kind of uh, discover a lot of that. But still. What I would say is, even if you knew your past lives and your future lives, let's say if I could just give a whole like a deck of cards, just a bunch of future lives, wouldn't you be interested in this, the escape hatch? Wouldn't, wouldn't you be interested in pulling the plug on this this uh, reincarnation thing, you know? I have a friend who's got his signature for his uh, email, uh, Alan Dalit, and his signature for his email is, Seriousness Causes Reincarnation. (laughs) Isn't that a course student with with an email signature? Seriousness Causes Reincarnation. And that's what basically Jesus is teaching us. He said, you forgot to laugh. You know, into eternity, where all is one, there crept a tiny, mad idea at which the Son of God remembered not to laugh. the whole point of this whole time game, which we just got a pretty good snippet, time all sliced up like a salad, you know, like a tossed salad there. Coming, going, gray hair, dark hair, younger, older, younger Alba, older Alba, and then at the end, here he is, oh, I'm, I'm coming from, you know, when he was, whatever, 39 years old, and, or whatever, he's showing up in the field again, uh, this time. And that's a beautiful symbol there in the end, because it's just this symbol of an embrace. And then, don't you love it when when the mother and the daughter look at each other and then they smile? Because why are they smiling? They're starting to get on to the trick. They're starting to what? Feel the love that is beneath all these images. Feeling the love beyond the trick of time. Feeling the love that's always been there. You see, the isn't what a great scene. Mother and daughter smiling because they they feel him. He's always here, even when he's not. Wow. You you see, that's to me. Now we're getting there. You know, if we can start to feel that love, that doesn't really see comings and goings. If we can feel the love that doesn't have that sense of loss, of missing, of, of thinking that who we are and who they are are bodies. And, and if we can start to feel the love that is who we always are and have always been, then we don't, we don't have the missing feeling. We don't have the, the sadness. We don't even have the grief because we start to see the whole world from a holistic perspective. In fact, that's what I was really getting into this weekend when I was starting to, to go down the rabbit hole with everybody was, there's another way of looking at this world where you can see it, it's all your mind. You can see that it's all, you know, your mind played all the characters, kind of like the standing ovation at the end, like, take a bow. Okay, all you villains, Hitler, Mussolini, great job! Wow, you really played the the terror monger over there. You really played that one out good. Had me fooled there for a while when, you know, exterminating those millions, you know, had me fooled for a bit there. But no, it was like everything, everyone played out their part perfectly because it was all the ego and in the end it's like time is simultaneous. It's not this tricky, linear thing with victims and victimizers. It's not this tricky thing with saints and sinners, uh, with, with the, the, the terrorist and the villains and the, the sweet, sweet saintly ones. In the end, you know, we have to be able to even give up the idea of good and bad in a linear sense. We were wrong about all of it. We were wrong about the whole projection. You know, we were looking to try to split the projection up into the good people and the bad people. The good things and the bad things, you know, attracted to what we judged as good and repulsed by what we judged as bad. And then we start to realize we never had the power to make those judgments in the first place. God never did give us judgment ability. God never said, oh here you are, now you're a split mind, so you're going to have to now really work it out. You know, I know it's going to take a long time to work it out, but you're going to have to learn how to judge the good from the bad, the right from the wrong, and you're just going to play these dramas out, dramas, lifetime after lifetime after lifetime trying to balance out the good from the bad, the right from the wrong. No, 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 no. I am this. Before Abraham was, I am. Where that presence of love and light prior to this. Who we are has never experienced a drama. Who we are has never taken a nosedive or never bit the dust or never rose up as if we were a king or a a court jester, or a a person of power, or someone who was weak and frail. We were never the victimizer, we were never the victim. Time is a trick, a sleight of hand, where images, figures seem to come and go as if by magic, and then we start to sense like, wait a minute, whatever this is, this is not happy, <laughs> what, I, I, can tell, I can tell I am not happy. I am not finding continuity and I'm not finding happiness in these images. I'm not finding any consistency in these images. I'm not finding any wholeness in these split images. I am not finding any completeness. That's Svava's new coming song, completeness, right? Completion. Completion. The song is coming out in the next album, Completion. I'm not finding completion in these uh, dancing shadows, these images, these movie images, these movie characters. So, it's now we're getting closer and closer to that point where we're ready to let it go. Hallelujah! We're ready to say, I'm not going to keep playing this game because it's pointless. Uh, Jesus at one point He told Helen, history would not exist if you didn't keep making the same mistake in the present. Well, thank you for telling us that. History would not exist if you didn't keep making the same mistake in the present. Now when I hear that statement from Jesus, oh, you better believe I'm going to have more attention on the present moment. (laughs) Because there's something, there's a some kind of power of decision, or there's something available right now, right now, that that will end the doubting. There, there is something available, there is a release hatch, there is an escape hatch, there is a power of decision that's available, and it has to be available in the now. Well, if that was the case, if you really could hear that, then wouldn't you pull your attention away from from the future thoughts and the past thoughts why would i keep being so worried and concerned about what's going to happen in the future which are just thoughts of the future or why would i keep rehashing and replaying certain events oh oh why oh why didn't i take the blue pill <laughs> you know like Cypher says, or you may say, I wish I'd t- taken the red pill a long time ago <laughs> so I didn't have to be dealing with all these dramas. I want that red pill that uh, Morpheus is, is offering. Uh, how do I get the, the red pill? That's what A Course in Miracles is really about. It's about how to get the red pill. <laughs> that's, that's, you could retitle A Course in Miracles, How to Get the Red Pill. Owner's Manual to take the red pill. That's really what the Course is. So that's why we practice those workbook lessons. That's why we give ourselves over to it. And that's why we watch movies, great movies like this where time is chopped up a bit for us and we see see this character moving in and out of time because typically we don't see things that way. The ego does not really like this movie because it's a little too scary for it, because it starts to bring things together in our mind. You know, imagine if you could just go to your computer screen and watch memories from all your past lives and then you could just take them with a the move of the mouse you could watch your future lives in great detail. Wouldn't that be fascinating? You. You know, the ego's like, no, pay no attention to that screen. What if you could see all your future lives and your past lives? The ego doesn't like that because pretty soon you would start to get in touch with whatever's underneath those seeming lives. And you would see how how it's not really attractive. You wouldn't fall for the trick, the pain-pleasure trick. You wouldn't follow for the pursue this and avoid this trick, which is the whole trick of time. You know, it has to make something alluring about time to keep you believing in it. But as soon as you could see those past lives and future lives, you would start to go,
1: hmm, there's
0: something fishy here. Something fishy. I think it's a trick. I think it's a trick and I don't think it's really going to bring me happiness to engage in this trick. So I think enough is enough. (laughs) <laughs> that's that's what you would say to the ego. Like enough is enough with this time repetition. Uh yeah, okay, I I'm glad I saw the movie Groundhog Day. Okay. Uh I got it. <laughs> I got it. I got the I got the message underneath Groundhog Day. I got the point. So, yeah. Thank you for going through this movie together. We all went we all went through it together, but my uh great desire right now is to just hear some of your experiences with having so many um like images of the past and future all brought together in one movie how do you feel do you feel you feel a little lighter <laughs> do you feel a little wiser do you feel a little like the, the curtain on the wizard has gotten pulled. Toto has just uh, starting to pull that curtain on the on the wizard, and uh, even though the wizard's saying, "Pay no attention to the man behind the curtain," um, we're starting to pull the curtain. Uh, we don't have Toto here, but maybe we we have Isa. <laughs> isa is pulling the. We heard, his, we heard him during the movie. Yeah, we could hear him. He was, he was definitely pulling something here. We could hear it during the movie. And, and so I'm interested to hear uh, what you saw, what, what you uh, felt during this movie. So why don't, Eric, why don't we open it up?
2: Okay, I'm going <laughs> to go to Laura first. Go ahead Laura, you can unmute yourself.
3: Can you hear me? Yes. Okay. In the middle of that movie, I could see, I've seen this movie now, I think three times. And in the middle of the movie, I could see my mind just wanting to make sense of it. Just wanting to understand what the hell was going on. And it couldn't. And so I was really frustrated. And, and then I was able to let go of it. And then there was a fear of missing out on what I was watching in the movie versus like actually spending time with spirit healing. (laughs) Like I wanted to watch the movie as opposed to actually use what it's for, which is all healing. Um, And then at the end of the movie, when you were making comments about um, (sighs) the sadness and the grief is being attached to the body, and I thought about when my mom died and when my cat died. And my cat died after my mom, and when my mom died there there wasn't much grief, there wasn't much sadness, and i could I felt like she was always with me like i I couldn't explain it, but like she was always there somehow in the background, and then when my cat died, I just lost it. <laughs> It was like losing a child. I was, and I could tell I was very attached to her body and what she did and, and that kind of thing. And for the longest time, I felt so guilty about not mourning my mom. And so I'm ready to release that guilt and embrace the reinterpretation of that. And thank you, Mom, for that lesson. And thank you for the love, the eternal love. And thank you for this movie. I appreciate this the whole thing. I appreciate it very much. Thank you. <laughs>
2: Hmm. Okay, I'll go to Esther next. Go ahead, Esther. You can unmute yourself.
4: I was really glad at the end the explanation you gave because I was thinking about my mom and today she took a cab to see me and all we did was uh, do some ar- an errand and then she was too tired. But while she was, were, I was in the car doing the errand, I was singing with her our favorite song and... Um, I realized that I could be waiting for this thing to happen while we're in the car, or I could be spending time with her. And what was going through my mind was that, that I'm, I'm like searching for, for the moment and I'm in it, but I'm looking for it. And it felt like I was going to go crazy because I didn't want the moment to end. I wanted to remember it for eternity. And I feel like I'm not on the right path right now with that. Um, what I'm looking for, uh, and you touched on it a lot, but I, I can hear it over and over again. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> what am I looking for. And, um, it just seemed like also in the movie, another topic that I was thinking about was, um, all the relationships seem like distractions, all of his relationships seemed like distractions. I'm not even explaining it how I want to say it, but the time travel was a distraction. The the the, the, the relationships were distractions.
1: The
4: it seems like there's there's so much more to what what we're supposed to be doing while we're here, being while we're here. And I just got the, that flavor of that watching this movie, I can't even say what it is that, but you're saying it's forgiveness, it's saying like uh, my project now now is to pay attention to how I'm being, not what I'm doing, which is a big deal for me. Um, so if you have any pointers, I'm listening. Mm.
0: Thank you, Esther. Thank you. It, it really hit me this time. This time when I watched the movie, right at the end, Hen- the Henry character said uh, to his wife, he said, I don't want you to wait. But I heard the Holy Spirit saying that. I don't want you to wait. Because that's really what the, the human condition is. It's a condition of waiting. It's like the human condition is waiting for something, something to happen, someone to die, uh, or what will happen on the day when I lose this person, or when anticipating even the death of the body. like. Many people, existentialist philosophers, just talk about the heavy feeling of existentialism of of death. And you've brought that up. How how intense that's been for you. You know, even those years you went through all those mental difficulties. You know, because the memory of with your father. You know, you didn't want to really even look at that idea of death because it was such a horrific horrific idea. And Jesus is saying, yeah, he's saying. He's saying, I don't want you to wait. I, I'm here for you. I want you to come to me now. And I remember this beautiful uh, phrase from the Course, because there's two singers that I used to love to hear their music. They sang it over and over. But one of their songs were, <clears throat> was, um, Those who seek the light Are merely covering their eyes The light is in them now It's in them now Enlightenment is but a recognition Not a change at all The peace of God is shining in you now why wait for heaven? Why wait for heaven? Heaven is in you and you are home. These are the kind of like songs I would listen to. It's almost like spirits just singing to us. It's just serenading us. And when we think about waiting you know, I, when I, I really heard it from that Henry character at the end of the movie. I don't want you to wait, he said to his She's like saying, why didn't you tell me you were coming, you know? I didn't want you to wait. I don't want you anticipating my body coming. Um, I want you to live life to the fullest. I want you to be alive in the moment. I want you to be alive with everything and everyone. Don't wait for me. And, and I really feel like all stress, all anxiety, all worry, uh, it, there's so many intense ego emotions that come up just from this waiting thing. Like we're, we're almost like we're guarding against certain things happening and then there's other things we can't wait for them to happen. You know, it's, we have it's like it's huge anticipation but we we miss what's here and now if we're always anticipating a better life in the future. You know, that was the thing I was that was my big trick for so many years. It'll get better, David. I just tell myself, it's gonna get better. It's gonna get better. It's terrible now, but it's gonna get better. It has to get better. It better get better. I pray to God it gets better. And then I read the course. He says, in the immediacy of salvation section, he says future happiness is not your just reward. For you have cause for freedom now. And I was like, oh my God, what was that? Future happiness is, is not my reward. You mean even seeking for future happiness? Like the rest of the planet is doing, is futile? Yeah, he's saying, don't spin your wheels. Don't spin your karmic wheels. Don't keep searching, searching. Why do you think people meditate? They're onto it. Why do you think people keep saying, be still and know that I'm God? They're onto it. Why do, do we open our hearts and say, what is the most inspiring thing that I can think of? And then go for it. You know, go for what's in your heart, what's really inspiring. Why do we join on these Wednesday movies? There must be something, we're, we're drawn to, we're inspired by something. We're, we're inspired. Something's coming, drawing us in closer and closer into freedom. Into true freedom. And we want it. So thank you because, you know, you've been very, you, you keep, you're, the reason you're here, I can tell why you're here. I can see it in your eyes, you know. It's like Morpheus telling Neo, you know something, you've seen something, you, you're onto something, and then you can be like a bulldog, just get those teeth into whatever it is and don't, <laughs> the bulldog doesn't let go. When you get a taste of how this is like a, a true release, then you start to realize, I don't need to play those games anymore. I don't need to play those games. So thank you. Yeah. Great. Thank you.
2: Okay, I'll go to Steven next. Go ahead, Steven.
5: There we go. Um Thanks, Flora. Thanks, Esther, for that. There was a lot of uh, emotion in this movie for me. A lot of stuff I saw that was just quantum and was just poking out here and there. That last scene where they're they're running together and they're just trying to try to get a feel for that form before the form disappears, and how how we can all relate to that, trying to connect with that form. But then then they kiss, and, and to your point, David, he said, I "Don't I don't want you to wait," and I, I heard that the same way. And I wrote down um, "Love waits not on time, but on welcome." And and boy, what a scene that was! Where he starts to fade, form, but the light is just there. The sun's just right behind him, and then it's just faded to the to the light. And I thought, yeah, they're, they're, of course, that's that's beautiful. I thought about the um, time traveler's wife. How we're all we're all miracle workers. We're all time travelers. And I, and I thought I was reminded of my. My email address, which used to be uh, kind of a, an idea of mine, was Gnostic Traveler. I thought, well, that's that's we're all Gnostic travelers. We're all trying to seek to know myself, and, and boy, that's that's the journey of of a lifetime. And, and to your point, it's like I don't want to waste any more time. You gotta get gotta get busy. Gotta let this unconscious guilt come up to be seen, to be released. Because to your point, I, I love that. Thank you. Yeah, we're just gonna be sitting with the guilt and saying, oh, gotta go back. And when he kept having to go back, and then I, I saw when he was asking Claire, um, you know, she she was practicing time traveling, and how she's telling him to stay. And I heard that to mean stay, stay present, stay present, stay with me. And he goes, well, how do you do it? How do you how do you stay? And she goes, I sing to myself. And I thought, boy, that's follow, that's listening, um, not one note in heaven's song was missed to stay present and sing to ourselves whether it's a movie like tonight it's singing to ourselves whether it's a, a song on the radio and we think whoa did you hear that did you hear what that's saying and it's like yeah good good comment did you, good question did you hear it because i sent that to you and who, who sent it to you was that truth of ourselves that's the, that's the that's the that's the big kahuna sending that to us so many other cool things in here i i, I love I love listening for songs and the intentionality of songs. They opened the movie up with uh, that, that Christmas carol, and then the night he died was Christmas Eve. It was, and they were saying, No, you gotta wait, you gotta wait for the gift. And, and it's the whole Christmas theme coming in there of that eternal um, idea. It's the eternal sunshine of the spotless mind. And, and, that, and the lyrics of the song are Es ist ein Rose and Sprugen. Iceland and I looked it up and I said I knew it. I knew it. It's the rose. It's ever blooming and it's directly related to the spotless rose, eternal sunshine of the spotless mind, the, the virgin, the innocence, um, the the Christ. Uh, you know, in, in the winter's death, there's the Christ in mid, midnight um, mass, so to speak. And I thought, yep, yeah, there it is. There's that. There's that rose thing. We keep hitting. At least for me, I keep saying, there it is again. There it is again. There it is again. I am with you. Always, and in whatever way we want to think about that, let it let it come through. Let it come through. A couple things that hit me um, that I thought, oh, something I got a chuckle out of, and I was that um, the doctor um, Kendrick was Ned, the insurance salesman from. Groundhog Day. I,
3: just, you
5: know, I was thinking, just sell him some insurance, man. Just sell him some insurance. <laughs> and I just was thinking, oh, that was, a, that was a good catch in my mind to say, oh, that's Ned. That's Ned just going to say, you know, <laughs> there you are. Yeah, I thought that was funny. Um, I thought in a weird kind of a way when she's seducing Henry because he, she was upset with him because he got the back septomy and didn't tell her about it. And so she says, all right, and she goes out, and the, the, the different Henry comes in at a different time, and she seduces him, saying, well, I'm going I'm to bypass this whole scheme. I too can play at this game. And so she seduces him and, you know, decides to have a baby. And I, I thought, hmm, that's interesting. That kind of – she's really just um, – it's not really adultery, like she said. It's not really a sin. It's not a problem because it's, it's, all, it's all the same love flowing in and out. And I said, boy, that lets me off the hook for all of my infidelities – Um, in terms of it's only me it's just me that I'm trying to connect with and find so that was a a little healing hitch for me to say I can let go of all that guilt Um, in terms of the morality of of things and say well no it's the search for the intimacy that you want to pay attention to and and, and jump into Um, anyway there was just uh, so much other stuff here there was the oh when they were jumping on the bed. What a Beautiful scene that was every time that when they were coming together, they were just got married, there was the union, they were joining, they were joining minds, uh, and they're they're just jumping on that bed in joy, they're just in the joy, and then and like for all of us, how 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 quickly we we get back into our Newtonian uh, dreamscape and kind of forget that that hit on the crack pipe of awareness, and then we're just left with those symbols. She was just left with this ring, this form, a symbol. Uh, But there was that moment of joy. So it it was, it was so much good stuff here, David, again, for me and to, and your setups are are just exquisite and then just let the symbols flow in. And then it's it's the present moment. It's, it's the content. And I'll I'll, I'll close with this. When my uncle passed away, he was a a huge um, symbol in my life a mentor in my life and, and was showed me nothing but love. And when he passed away, there was an open casket funeral and, and when i was looking in at the at the casket in the body there was just like this isn't real and there was this thought that came in that was so powerful that 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 said do not be fooled by this do not be fooled by this love has gone nowhere and the only place he ever was was in your mind as a symbol of that love and when i heard that and i and i re- realized that and i knew that to be true i was like walking through these fields of gold i could feel the shift and it was Whoa! There's the there's that quantum point of view, and of course it was okay for the family to be telling the stories of the loss of the body, the loss of the loved one, and mourning and 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 the grief. To your point of the attachment, but boy, that was was there ever a lesson in my life? Of it was a clear, very very clear here hit saying, "Do not be fooled by this." And I knew it was him, and even more so, I knew it was well who's he well he's just a symbol of the love that you are so don't be fooled by any of this and um, but yet we are and so we continue to kind of watch out watch where we're being fooled and holy cow yes everybody knows special relationship man that just uh, you get all those goodies in there and reinforce it with chemical responses and and, and hopefulness and this will work yeah uh, no not really but anyway, thank you. This was a this was a real gem tonight. Thank you.
0: Mm-hmm. Thank you, Stephen. Thank you. Yeah, it's great that we we could look at, at see him watch his mother's death, probably repeatedly he, when he did his time travel, and and then seeing premonitions of of his death. You know, it's it's more like facing facing things that have been pushed out of awareness. And Laura, it was so beautiful, Laura, how you talked about. The death of your mother and and then the releasing the guilt of not grieving and then the intensity of the death of your cat svava's here too svava had a mystical experience the first mystical experience in her life it was right after the death of your cat uh, where it was so unfathomably dark almost like uh could then you you did ask the question could i die mm-hmm. and then that's what sprung that, then the Universe, like answered that with this amazing mystical experience, but from this huge pain of the death of a of a cat, and then could I die? And then it's like going head on into the death question, you know, instead of like dancing around it. I think this movie, you know, took on the big themes uh, of of death, and so thank you for what you're sharing too about looking at that casket and. And having that, uh, this, this cannot be, don't be fooled by this uh, feeling, because that's what we're here to do. We're really here to face whatever we've avoided, uh, like the, the, the movie, you know, Where You Don't Want to Go, That's Where You'll Find Him, the Revolver Movie. You know, we're really watching movies and letting those topics and themes come right up and taking a good close look not, not turning away, but really taking a look. So thank you. Thank you, Stephen. Beautiful.
2: Okay, next I'll go to Robert there in Camas, here in Camas. Go ahead, Robert, you can unmute yourself. Way here. Hi.
6: Uh, okay, David. Hi, Robert. Uh, there you are. Okay. Yeah, um, another <laughs> another big movie for me. Um, <coughs> you know, th- this uh, movie—it's—it—I it, it, think it brought up probably stirred up more darkness, more tears, and probably the other ones even. Uh, for me, it is—it's kind of like this, just just scraping the bottle of the septic tank and all this comes up you know it's like it says i just got this realization of just how lonely i feel these feelings of loneliness just you know and it's it's you know this is a great movie for letting go of attachments um it, it it uses the special relationship symbol which is probably the most powerful for attachments and, you know and it says you know he keeps disappearing and keeps reappearing and now he's really dead and, oh here he, he comes again you know right down the field you know it's just like you know what's real what's not what's in the mind what's you know what even exists i mean it just really makes you ask all these questions you know, I just, I'd, I was putting myself in his shoes. I was just thinking, you know, what a lonely life you must feel to be doing that all the time. How lucky he is to have this, this wonderful woman in his life. And it just it just brought up all this dang loneliness. <laughs> you know, um, it reminds me of that passage in the course, you know, you will weep every time an idol falls. And, you know, it's just all these attachments, just letting go, letting go, letting go and it's, it's just all right i, I can't really to really describe all the different feelings i feel towards this movie but it just it really brought up a lot you know mm. and uh and I, I just i you know i'm i'm just grateful for these movies i'm grateful for being here that's, that's really all i have to say
0: mm. thank you robert thank you It's when you're talking, it's reminding me of how the Holy Spirit will use everything the ego made. So, I could see in the movie, as the movie goes on, she really wants a child. She is very determined to have a child. And then by the final scene, there's Alba turning to look at her after he's disappeared. And they smile at each other, and to me it was like, that's the purpose of a child is to reflect back to you the love that is and the love that you are. He really wanted to have a wife and he had a wife. He told her, I know you're I know you're smart, I know you're great, you're perfect and everything, but but really with you I feel I feel I don't feel alone anymore. You see, he and so he really wanted a wife and isn't that great that the Holy Spirit Use the symbol of the wife for him. So it's like, in one sense, even though the sleeping Son of God believes in the ego and is now into manifesting and making images and so on and so forth, the Holy Spirit is is not the destroyer, is not here to destroy anything. The Holy Spirit is like, okay, you know, it's like, this is what I made, and the Holy Spirit says, oh good. I'll use it. What do you like? Like this, 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 this. Great. I'll use that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put together a script that's gonna lead you to heights of happiness and, and help you see who you are. Using the things that you made, egoically, and the things that you like, that you prefer. How wondrous of a a plan where the Spirit arranges a script that uses the things that are preferred and liked to take the mind back to that glorious, happy dream of perfect non judgment. So, you know, once I open myself to that, then it's like I start to look at the world differently. Basically, I was talking today to someone and they were saying, yeah, I think Ramana Maharshi said that if, if something is meant to happen, nothing can prevent it from happening. And if something's not meant to happen, there's nothing that can make it happen. And as soon as I heard that, I went, that reminds me of Jesus in the, in the workbook of A Course in Miracles. Uh, even in this world, Jesus says, it is I that rule my destiny what happens is what i desire and what does not occur is what i do not want to happen <laughs> that's spectacular well that takes away the victim mode wait a minute i'll say it again even in this world it is i that rule my destiny what happens is what i desire and what does not occur is what i do not want to happen Now, that's as straight as you can be i mean anyone who hears that just starts to go, okay, the world is exactly as I wanted it to be. It can't be, it can't be any different unless I want it to be different and, but basically what, what I'm praying for is what I'm perceiving. So, many times people tell me, you know, I don't like it that prayers are not, that prayers are not answered. I say, what do you mean? Prayers are always answered. No, 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 they're not answered. If you could see your mind, you would see that your prayers are always answered, 100% of the time. It's just that you, the question isn't about uh, the prayers being answered, it really is a question of help me be aware of what I am asking for. (laughs) Because if I've got mixed messages going on in this mind, I'm going to see a mixed up world. And if I get clear in my mind, then I'm going to see a happy dream because um, clearly I, I'm going to get focused on my, my wish for happiness, my wish for joy, my wish for peace, my wish for love, which, my wish for forgiveness. Uh, I'll see a forgiven world when I want it and I won't see it until I want it. So I better look closely at what is it that I really want. And that was always the question, you know, no matter what was going on for me in this world, it was, it was like, choose again, like, what do you want? You know, that's what the question always came back, what do I want? So that's why we're, we're co-living here, that's why we're sharing all these movies, is because we're starting to get clearer and clearer of what we truly want, truly in our heart of hearts. And thank you for, for being there and thank you for your just willingness to go through this movie because like you said, it was, it's pretty, these emotions, you know, you were saying it's scraping the bottom of the septic tank. That's that's a good one. I haven't heard, heard that one, but that's how it can feel like you got the old scooper out down there. Any bottom feeders there? Okay, let's just scrape, scoop them on up there. Let's swoosh there because we don't want bottom feeders down there in the unconscious mind you know, dark and lurking down there, hidden under the muddy water. You know, we're like, come on, come on, we'll scoop them all out of there. And, and it may not feel comfortable while there's the scooping going on, but in the end, the, the water's going to get pretty clear. We're going we're gonna to pump that tank dry. <laughs> that septic tank. We're going to pump it clean. So thank you. Thank you, Robert. We love you. Ah, oh, thank you. Thank you. Beautiful.
2: Okay, we're going to go to Norma next. And Norma primarily speaks Spanish. She can understand English really well, but she asked me if she could ask her question in Spanish and have Marina translate to English. But she doesn't need it to be translated out in Spanish. I'm going to go ahead and unmute where did she go? Here we go. Okay, you can go ahead, Norma. Hola, ¿cómo
7: están? Hi, how is everyone? Hola. Pues bueno, esta película me ha dejado ver... Let me see. Justamente como soy una viajera en el tiempo. I am a traveler in time. Y me encanta viajar al pasado. And I love traveling to the past. Eh, justamente hoy, al igual que Laura y Esther, tuve una guía eh, de parte del Espíritu y me llevó a, al curso, a la parte de la decisión en favor de Dios, en donde dice, regresa al punto en el que se cometió el error. In which it says, "Go back to the point where the error started." Y repite, eh, debo haber eh, decidido equivocadamente porque no estoy en paz. I'm probably, I'm because I don't have peace, etc. Oh. <laughs> yeah, and just there. Okay.
3: Think.
7: Okay. y justo ahí encontré eh, una, una liberación con una culpa que tenía yo muy enterrada and there she found the liberation of a guilt that she had buried con my mama with her mother desde que yo tenía como 10 años she's been 10 years old. Y justamente eh, lo que comentaban Laura y Esther and what Laura andther were saying, Esta película eh, cerró perfectamente para mí este este momento con mi mamá. This movie closed perfectly this moment I had with my mom. Porque aunque mi mamá ya murió, because although my mother passed away, siempre está en mi mente, siempre siento su presencia. She's always in my mind and I can feel her presence. Y me llamó mucho la atención en la película and my attention was caught by como, como yo ya puedo al igual que Henry how I can like Henry darme cuenta cuando me voy a ir Realized when I'm about to go away eh, lo siento ya siento una incomodidad total ya sé que no estoy en el presente I can feel, I can feel very uncomfortable and I know that I'm not in the present. Y justo lo que le dice Alba con respecto a la canción and what Alba said regarding the singing para mí es como esa canción es regresar al presente. For me the singing is to come back to the present. Tengo que tener cierto cuidado I have to be careful. Porque a veces en este estar en el presente, because when I'm in the present, me olvido de sentir y permitir que salga todo eso sucio. I don't allow myself to feel and to have everything to go up in my consciousness. Entonces estoy siendo guiada para encontrar un equilibrio. So I'm being guided to find a balance. De estar en el presente con las emociones presentes. To be in the present with the present emotions. Sabiendo que esas emociones presentes. Knowing that those present emotions. Pues son aprendizajes pasados. Are past learnings. Entonces, pues bueno, magnífica película, magnífico mensaje para mí justo hoy con este con esta conexión con mi mamá. So it's been a magnificent movie and a magnificent magnificent message for realizing about this connection with my mother. Y me hizo ver de frente también todas las expectativas, todos los apegos.
1: Allow y tal me
7: vez, to see. All of the expectations and attachments that maybe. Y que tal vez voy estando más lista. And maybe I'm more ready now. Mm. No me olvido, David, que tu en una plática dijiste. I haven't forget that in the talk you said que yo puedo estar dispuesta, that I can be willing, pero no lista, but not ready. Y me pongo en manos del espíritu para que él me prepare. So I'm in the hands of the spirit so that he can prepare me. Y todo el tiempo, renuevo mi disposición. And every time I renovate my willingness. Gracias.
8: Thank
0: you. Uh, uh, thank, you. Thank, you. thank you. Thank you, Norma. I, I remember when we had our, uh, our call, uh, when we talked, and you said, I at the end of the call, you said, I need help. Uh, with guilt. I need help with people-pleasing and private thoughts." And so, that's how it works. You, that was your prayer. You, you spoke the prayer. I need help with the guilt, the private thoughts, and the people-pleasing, and because you said, oh, it's thick. It's, it's, it's very thick. And then here we are it, watching this movie, uh, which is a very good tool, and it already you—it's the answer to the prayer because you could see that guilt that you carried from ten years old with uh, a, a decision around your mother that was out of awareness. But then through the movie, it's—it's it's an answer to prayer. So this will just continue uh, as you—you you have prayed your prayer, and now the Spirit will bring you whatever you need to be free, uh, free of the guilt. So it's, it's just beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> thank you.
2: Ah, uh, beautiful. Okay, I'll go to Kristen next. Go ahead, Kristen.
1: Thank you, Eric. Hi, um, thank you so much for this movie. Um. so there were three scenes that kind of brought tears to me the first time I saw this movie was just a few months ago in, in MMT and I had a very different response, it was very angry and and full of special relationships but this time this time it was the moments of, of death really, it was the moments of the first time um, they saw him kind of arriving on the floor with a gunshot wound that brought tears to my eyes. And then there was another time when they were saying goodbye when, um, and then a little bit at the end, but for a different reason. And when I kind of inquired about what that was, like, what is the death? Because it didn't feel like it was the bodies, the separation of bodies or the loss of bodies. Um, it's really, and this is just to expose it, to kind of like have help bringing this to the light. It was like that, those scenes and seeing the death mirrored this belief that I could feel that there is finality, like that there is an absoluteness, which really is about the separation, that that the separation could be final. So it's like the death of a of a seeming person is just this mirror for my belief that there's no way back, that there's, that the love can be, um, that love can be severed and that there's this, even a little hint of like the way in this world um, going through the death of others is like the punishment. For having you know, for having separated, it's like a, a little added bonus of you know why it's sort of fearsome to go back to the light. Um, and then at the end, I could feel like that's dissolving, and I could feel like you said the Holy Spirit really saying there is no, there is no separation. Love can't be lost and can't be changed. So there's like there's like a feeling of the Holy Spirit's presence that feels absolute and even the way throughout the film, all that weaving in time, Um, Richard mentioned in the chat that there was such gentleness, like everyone was sort of reassuring each other, right? Which is the Holy Spirit, like it's going to be okay. And it's sort of like the Holy Spirit constantly saying, this is all done. You know, I know how this plays out. It's going to be okay. There's nothing to worry about. Um, But then in those death scenes, it brought up this, belief in the mind that um, and and in this in the mystical experience I had over the weekend when I saw the kind of fallen angel I heard um, never to return so it's like the same thing being worked on in my mind right now like the belief that there could be something final and so I just I offer that in as a prayer to move toward that love that is absolute and
0: thank you. Thank you, Kristen. It's beautiful, just the way you mentioned those scenes of the those death scenes, and and your your inquiry around that. Because uh, it's kind of funny. Like I remember, like in 2019, I was hearing so many people say, "What's this world coming to?" Children are looking at little phone screens, and Everybody's got a screen. Everybody's got an iPad and, and a computer and a phone and nobody's living. Nobody's out walking in the sunshine anymore and looking at the trees. Everybody's looking at in screens and screens and screens. It's terrible, it's terrible, it's terrible. And then roll a few months into the future during the pandemic everybody's looking at screens and everybody's saying it's so wonderful we can look at the screens. Now, four months later, oh we can look at the screens. And work, we, we don't go into work where we all work from home, we look into the screens. The kids are, aren't going to school, they're looking into the screens. Uh, people starting to, celebrities with no makeup on, singing songs, laughing, the transparency was spectacular on the screens. <laughs> everything. Here we're talking on the screens and having these deep intimate connections. Because people used to always say, well, there's nothing like being in person, David, you know, don't start getting too excited about the screens. But I don't see any difference, actually. I, I don't see any difference between the screens and the, the flesh connections or whatever people want to call them. You know, it's all the same to me. I'm just having a seeing a, it's a it's a joy uh, because of the purpose we give to it and even when we watch these scenes of this body coming in being shot it really gives us an opportunity to to look at what does that mean to me to do inquiry with it and I feel like you know they say oh it's a shame you know you had to cancel your in person events I don't think it's a shame I, I mean, I feel like the vibrancy is, is it comes from within us. And, and once we start to use everything for the transparency and we start everything, use everything for the purpose of forgiveness, wow, that's going to really level the playing field. We even had a friend, was it Manuel, who was telling us that it's Espanol, you can't, you have to have the touch with the Spanish, it's not going to work, it won't work, it won't work. without. And now he's showing up, <laughs> he shows up at all of our online retreats and you look at his face. He's just, he's like so engaged in everything like this. Well, that was another belief that got blown out of the water. It's, I really feel there's a real intimacy because of the purpose that we're using these movies for. So, and you got to watch it with MMT and watch one whole set of reactions <laughs> Oh, and here we go. Coming around again. Let's take two. <laughs> you know, beautiful that you can share that. So, thank you. It's a, it's just showing everybody the value of inquiry and and the power of the mind, really. So, thank you.
2: Okay, well, we have a couple more hands up, but it is getting on four hours here, so I just want to check in and see where you're at, David. Yeah, great. Four hours.
0: We're just getting cooking here. Just getting warmed up. (laughs) The grill, the coals are hot. Let's keep it. Let's keep that steak grilling.
2: (laughs) Okay, great. I'll go to Sherry next. Go ahead, Sherry. You might have to unmute yourself there.
8: Is that working?
5: Yeah. Hi, yeah. Sarah.
8: Hi. Oh, I lost you on the big screen there. I'm just seeing myself. I don't know why.
0: There we go. I'll <laughs> say something else.
8: Oh, there you are. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um. Hello to you. Hello to everybody there. Um. So many things happened. Um. I get so present though when you're talking. So I'm trying to catch up with all of the things that were popping up. Um. Again, we're in amazing synchronicity with movies. Um, I guess it's been a while since it's been this uh, intense, but when I did the movie watchers guide a couple of years ago, there was like a lot of synchronicity that happened between uh, you and I, and this again, I didn't even think that this movie would be um, related to so much like parallel lives or other lives. Um, and I just did a light language transmission on Sunday that was connecting to other dimensional lives. And we ended up connecting back to God, source, the golden luminous beings that we are. So it was all for awakening. So I loved watching this movie in that frame of mind and starting to see everything in a different way. Because I read the book um, when it first came out. And I've watched the movie multiple times, but this was the first time that I really saw it as, like you were saying, the different slides. And I actually had Jesus show me that very image of all the other dimensional lives that I'm present in, in a shamanic journey. I think it was early on when I first started doing the course. Um, And he took me into all of these other lives and to experience them as part of my, you know, awakening Uh, to understand how, I guess, multidimensional my presence really is once you reconnect back to the all. So that was great that you brought up that very specific image (laughs) because it was just like that, all these different movie screens, and each one was playing a movie. Um, So that was just wonderful. And um, the other thing was in this movie, I I really like the moment when he meets his mother, on the subway. And I hadn't noticed this before, but that he doesn't say who he is. And I mean, here's a strange man talking to her on the subway, but she's totally open. Um, and that there's this love that she has for him. Like she recognizes him, even though he's not saying who he is. And the exchange that they have is beyond, that moment. Like she goes to that place, that presence that is beyond that moment and that timeline. Um, And it was just, is such, so palpable this time. I hadn't really seen that. And it reminded me of, um, there's a series that I think I mentioned to you called Altered Carbon on Netflix. Where people's souls are put into different bodies. So it's the same thing where people will then come into contact with somebody and they're, you know, um, they're somebody's grandmother now, you know, and totally different race, different gender, different age, everything. But they walk up to that person and go, oh, there you are, right? Because they are going beyond what is there in the body and what is there in that little snippet timeline and seeing that larger essence that is connected to the all which is just amazing so all these events are are lining up so it's it's great (laughs) that's wonderful i'm enjoying it very much perfect perfect movie
0: yeah, thank you, Sherry. Thank you, That's Sherry. That's so glad I'm so, brought, so glad you brought up that scene on the bus, bus or subway. Bus, but or subway but they're, there, but they're there because not only, is, not the only connections, is the connection so strong and the love so strong, 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 but he opens, he opens having up, having not even having said, not even he said, even said who, who he is. Who he is? Saying, "I met, saying, a, woman, I met a woman," and makes me feel, you know, don't feel alone. Don't feel alone. And then, in the end, the mother says to what seems to be a first-time meeting with Stranger, you know. Make sure you, know, you make sure you tell her how you feel. How you feel. So she so was not only she was loving, loving him, in moment, him in that moment, but saying but and, pass, saying it and on. pass it on. Um, um, like she would like she for a, a grown a son, grown son, uh, who she didn't, uh, who get, she to didn't get to with. interact with. But you, know, but, but you know, tell her, tell, you tell her, her, you love her. Express, her, your, express feelings. your feelings. You know, offering, you know, that, offering that motherly that wisdom, motherly right wisdom right there, even right there, though even though we me are, me me are meeting, meeting uh, for the uh, first, first time, and him not even him introducing himself. himself. So, so yeah, that yeah that that really, that kind, of really of kind of shows, shows, how, shows how, how if we really if we let it really radiate let it out, out, it goes goes to all dimensions and 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 it heals it all through the love through the love. And that's such a great such a great scene. That's
2: great. I like that. Really I felt, that. That, I felt that so too. much love. So much love. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Sherry. Thank you, Sherry. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Next is Dennis.
0: There in Camus. Go ahead, Dennis. You'll have to
8: unmute
9: yourself there. Well, I was. Uh, I could see David. Hi. Hi, Dennis. Hi. <laughs> you said something in the midst of. Uh, this whole thing about um, time and, and the end of time and, and having enough of, of the ego. It's enough is enough kind of thing. And and what I have flashed in my mind is what has happened to me in the last couple of months of sitting at home. <laughs> It's been actually been more than that, but it's been it's it's it's, uh, kind of a commitment that I was making to myself that uh, started to get serious, really serious, and in the sense of making the commitment to being the function all the time, and not and and then also the the starting to come together of guidance more and more, and recognizing that what was happening was that there there was being guidance happening a lot and I wasn't being consciously aware of it but then it became more aware and uh, <clears throat> then there was this period this, this uh, kind of a moment but it was a period of time also where um, I was recognizing what was going on that I was really moving into it and, and the thing that had been holding me back was my blaming my wife for holding me back which was really me holding myself back and uh, not wanting to go to the full commitment. And so it seems like that's that was the moment there that started to get serious and to re-go really for it and to redo really do the practice, and also to get sick and tired of the thinking all the time. Think, 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 think. And that has fallen away dramatically. Not that I don't think, but it, the, the obsessive, the upsets, that kind of stuff is being purified. Um, and uh, I was sitting here thinking about do I want to share this, is this something I want to talk about, uh, and the whole expectation of what you were saying is that you don't have to wait. And the stuff that was coming into my mind was the reason, well, but I'm not ready <clears throat> because I got these and I got this and I got that, and I said, oh, that's just the eagle talking. And it's, it's again, it's putting it off into the future, but I can recognize that that's what's happening and that this presence, this love is always there. Always there. And being here at Camus has been a real revelation for me because I, I was just with my wife and myself in the house being sequestered <laughs> and uh, a quarantine overcoat. Um, So it it feels like that's the choice that I can make in any particular moment that I'm awake now. I've always been awake. I just had it all covered over and the coverings are um, being lifted so that I'm (laughs) I'm, I'm kind of laying there naked where the covers are not on me. Uh, and that's that's producing this love and this this kind of compassion and, and connection with people that i have really desired a lot throughout you know even beyond the two years ago when i was at uh, the monastery for the the festival and uh when i was loving everybody so much and i was so wide open at the time uh just continuing to work through all this stuff and and uh, like I, like I'm saying right now, and I'm saying it with some confidence that I don't have to feel like it's not, that I have to be waiting for the future to happen, for that enlightenment to come. And <laughs> even though there's some doubts there, but that's just the ego doing its thing. It's, and I can recognize that, and it's happening pretty quickly because I just did it a minute ago, a second ago. So... <clears throat> I guess that that's, that's all. I just wanted to acknowledge that and talk about it and be out and kind of come out of my <laughs> out of the closet, so to speak, mm. about that and put it on the line and, and see what happens. You yeah. go for.
0: It. Uh. Thank you, Dennis. You're you're just beaming. You are transmitting this light of love to the whole universe now, and and anything that was in the past that seemed to hold you back, whatever it's it's washed. It's getting washed, and I, and it's so beautiful because I remember um, the first time I watched a Krishna video. Wow, I was as high as a kite. I was. It didn't matter that he'd, people said, he's dead David, you know, what, what are you so happy for? I said, "Ooh, I just am in the middle of a major, tra- I watched a video called The Structure of Fear and I had this huge transmission of love that I I felt like I was transported way beyond this world. And then you just recently had said, uh, you heard Krishnamurti talk over in Switzerland uh, in in your lifetime, and uh, I, I think it was you, or somebody, maybe not, maybe it was another dentist. But I saw this thing and then I thought to myself, that's so funny because when I went to, to uh, Geneva, Switzerland, when I was over there, I gave a talk and this elderly couple came up with white hair and they go, they said to me, we haven't had so much fun here in Geneva since Krishnamurti was here. They were, they were feeling the same love vibe that I was feeling when I was watching the video. And I was just being myself and transmitting. So you're just, regardless of the past, whatever, you know, you in your house, with your wife, or how many years or whatever, that's just water washed under the dam. You know, you're, you're transmitting now, you're transmitting your love, you're, you've made the commitment. You know, you're, you're letting it pour through you, and that's, that's what the gift is, you know. It's, it's never how we got here, it's, it's what, what do we feel, and what do we want to share now. So I like the way you're saying it, you're like saying, I'm coming out of the closet. <laughs> you're, not, you're not gonna hide your love anymore. <laughs> I can see it in your smile, you're just ready to, to let your light beaming radiate to the whole world. So thank you. Thank you, Dennis. (laughs) Sweet. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, thank you. Well, thank you again, another beautiful uh, movie gathering. Thank you for all being a part of it with us and joining together like this. And there we see our Mexican co-living community there. And Camas, it's beautiful, they're, <laughs> we're all, we're all so connected. <laughs> yeah, there they are. <laughs> beautiful. <laughs> the community of the chairs <laughs> and couches. <laughs> there was the Essenes, the Franciscans, and the chair lovers <laughs> They waking up to God in their, in their chairs and couches <laughs> So thank you. Thank you all and God bless you and thanks for joining another uh, time here There we go. There's Jeffrey back in his chair, too <laughs> The community of the chairs <laughs> Beautiful. God bless God bless. <laughs> Jessica, that's you. we've got a mascot out in California. <laughs> we've got a, the mascot. Music lover's mascot. <laughs> Thank
1: you. God bless.